Behind the Bite podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like the Full of Shit podcast, After the First Marriage podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite podcast. This podcast is about the real life struggles women face with food, body image, and weight. We're here to help heal, inspire, and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Whether you are returning or you are new, I am always so thankful that you have tuned in. And Today, I'm also very grateful that I have a guest on the show who is willing to be vulnerable and share more about her story and her journey with her eating disorder. And, you know, some of you may not um, know much about some of the nuances with eating disorders or some of um, the behaviors that that we're going to talk about today. And I think that is really important to bring awareness to some of the behaviors that aren't discussed as often. And so that's why I find today's show really important um, because when someone's vulnerable enough to talk about some of the side effects or some of the things that go on in the day-to-day when um, the eating disorder really has an effect on someone's day-to-day life, uh, I think that's, that's the value in, you know, someone opening up and and being on the podcast like this, because it's oftentimes the very um, difficult things about the eating disorder that nobody wants to talk about. And so for those of you listening who can relate to some of the things our guest is talking about today, um, maybe this can be an inspiring thing for you to uh, reach out and get some help and seek treatment. Um, And you know, just know you're not alone too, if you're experiencing any of the things she talks about today. Um, or if you know somebody who is going through any um, struggles with eating disorders or body image issues, you know, just try to have some understanding more about what their struggles are. And, you know, so I'm not sure who, who you are with, uh, in terms of listening, whether you're somebody who's a loved one of someone who has an eating disorder or body image issues or you're experiencing them yourself, but I hope you find some value in what she has to share today. Um, so who we have is Adija Morsi, and she is a 20-year-old student from Egypt, and she moved to England three years ago. And she's studying industrial design and technology, and she struggled with her mental health ever since she was nine, but she only started getting help when she was 16. And again, she's very inspiring, and I'm really grateful that she's here to share her story today. So with that, I want to welcome her to the show. Well, Deja, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So congratulations on uh, one year of being laxative free that is really quite an accomplishment thank you it was it was hard but it's worth it so you know it's interesting I I really haven't talked just specifically about this topic I've kind of alluded to it here and there had uh, moments on other podcasts where it's come up but I haven't just focused on laxative use and I think it's really important um, because I think a lot of people only consider 
um, purging as uh, self-induced vomiting. And there's all sorts of other forms of purging and eating disorders and laxative use and abuse is really not discussed all that often. Um, and I think it's something that actually can have a lot of really horrible effects on the body and people don't really talk about it. It's, uh, you know, I know for myself, it was one of my dirty little secrets. Like I remember what I talked about it in my early podcast, one of my low points I found was writing a check to a convenience store, at, like the middle of the night to write for my laxatives. Cause I just needed them so badly. And it was like a really low moment, um, in my eating disorder. And, you know, even talking about it now, I'm like, gosh, you know, I never would have told anybody that, but, um, I don't think we do talk about it enough. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. A lot of people struggle with it, but it's not talked about enough. There's not enough awareness. Right. And I mean, at that time, I didn't know that was purging. I just thought I was doing something for my diet. And so for you, yeah. I don't know. Um, at what point did you, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing, but at what point did you start turning to laxatives? Um, was it something that you started right away or was that like further on in your struggles with eating disorder? Um, like ever since I had anorexia, I used to take laxatives. I didn't abuse them, but I used to rely on them sometimes. Uh, but it was two years ago that I started abusing them. Um, I Back then, I thought that I was recovering from anorexia but actually I was developing bulimia or like another another eating disorder mm-hmm. um, and then when I when I started receiving treatment um, my therapist told me that uh, it was bulimia and it was so shocked because for me bulimia is vomiting um, and I didn't know that Lax, like abusing laxatives was um, considered bulimia. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's so common too. Um, people start with a diagnosis of, say, anorexia nervosa, and then they don't realize that they start engaging in other behaviors and have now, like you said, bulimia nervosa and like for you, you're kind of shocked, like, wait, that's, that's not what I thought this illness was, right? Yeah, um, exactly. It didn't look like what you thought. And, you know, it kind of, that's another reason I want to do the podcast is because I think people have these ideas in their head about what an eating disorder looks like, or what bulimia nervosa looks like, or what anorexia nervosa looks like. And the realities in the day to day of it are so different than what's portrayed out there. And the media. Yeah. And I think that's why people don't think they have an eating disorder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Like, for example, some people think that having anorexia means you're underweight, you're skinny, um, and having bulimia is being a normal weight Mm -hmm. and vomiting. But when I started, like, when I first opened up to a friend, uh, about having bulimia, she she was like, "Oh, so you vomit after you eat?" I was like, "No, that's not that's not what I struggle with. It's actually that I abuse laxatives, 
uh, and she was shocked. She didn't know that it was bullying. Just like me, when I first found out, I was mm-hmm. I was surprised. So when I mean, obviously you were in um, treatment at that time. So when you found that out, had you been having any like physical symptoms also at the time in relation to using all the laxatives? Yeah, um, there I had very unpleasant symptoms, physical and mental like side effects. Mm. Um, I was tired all the time. I was um, pooping my pants in public, um, and I always had to like wrap a jacket around my waist to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to wake up a lot during the night because I. Like I had to, I had I had diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also uh, felt like vomiting. I think that's because I was abusing laxatives. Uh, that's one of the side effects because I took a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and constipation. Like if I didn't take laxatives, I would I would be so constipated. Um, yeah. That sounds like for you, it got to the point where you needed them in order to digest anything. Yeah. So like for you, anyone listening, like how long, because you said initially you were using them, but not abusing them. Like how long would you say it was from when you started using them at all to when you got to the point where your, your body was really like dependent on them? Um. Well, like I said, I started uh, abu- uh, I started using laxatives three years ago, and it was okay. just three years ago that I started abusing them. Right. Um, yeah. And so when people say, like, oh, my gosh, how will I know if I'm abusing them? Like, how many would you say you use, like, in a day, a typical day at the end there? Um. I can't remember exactly how much I used, but it was definitely over the recommended dose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how you know you're abusing them. Um, like if you get diarrhea, you feel nauseous, um, you you feel tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how you know you're abusing them. So. Was there some relief though in like being told, okay, you know, this is bulimia, like let's start you, you know, getting help to treat this and like get you on a different path? Or were you like scared to stop? I was I was scared. I I didn't want to recover. I felt maybe because I found comfort in this suffering. Um yeah, I was comfortable in what I was doing uh, because, like, it was a lifestyle for me. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, I completely refused to recover from that, especially because when I when I tried to recover, um, I started to experience bloating and constipation and weight gain, mm-hmm. and no one actually warned me that this is temporary this is not it's not gonna be like this forever 
Uh, so it was like a cycle. Every time I tried to recover, I experienced these things and I go back to laxatives again. Mm-hmm. But I, I started recovering uh, once I finished therapy, which is a bit weird because I didn't have any kind of support. But um, like I, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop abusing laxatives because I can't make any plans with my friends. I can't go out because I'm going to poop my pants. Um, I'm like, I was always tired. Mm-hmm. So it was like um, an impulsive decision, but it was a good decision. Uh, yeah, I stopped it cold turkey. So that's oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of my head's spinning a little bit, kind of going, wow, like I would be thinking you'd need some medical like oversight or guidance. Like, did that ever cross your mind, like to not do cold turkey? Yeah, I was scared, but I told my mom as well. And she, like, I handed the laxatives to my mom and I told her, please take away the scale and the laxatives because I know they're going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times, actually, I went to the store to buy laxatives, but then I, like, I tried to go buy other things before I go straight to laxatives, mm-hmm. and it helped actually. Okay. Yeah. Like every time I feel like I'm gonna go buy the laxatives, I try to go in a different direction. If that makes sense. Since you had that moment of clarity, it sounds like you distracted yourself enough to be able to stop it and not buy them. Yeah. So, I mean, interesting though, right? Like you said, you were never told what some of the side effects would be once you stopped, which scared you. um, Because, you know, so much of eating disorders is feeling in control, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's something I want to talk about. Um, one of the things is I got told that I'm not actually losing weight. I'm just losing water weight. And it, that didn't really stop me because I, in my head, in my head, I wanted to have control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about my body image. It was more about having control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So even, even, even though I knew I'm not losing actual weight, I was just losing water weight. I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's not always related to body image. And I think people think that that eating disorders are some about vanity. It's about how you look, and it's so much underlying that it's like, what's what do you what's really the root cause? Like, what are you really? engaging in these behaviors for because like you said your life was you know you were isolated you couldn't go out with your friends like you felt awful so like there must be some big driver or something you're getting out of doing these things yeah because that didn't sound like much of an existence for you yeah you know so but like you said you got some comfort it was what you were used to and so that was scary to let go of Exactly, yeah. It's really hard to break the cycle. Yeah, especially when you've been relying on, on like, using laxatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then I can imagine, too, you know, if that's what helped you feel in control and then you stop and 
your body's doing all these things where you feel it's out of your control, like you're bloating and you're constipating all these things. Like that must have been so scary for you. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, another thing that really helped me was I was that I started looking at old pictures of me before I got sick. Mm. Um, and I like I tried to rem- to keep in mind that if I recover, I'm gonna be free again. Mm. Um, I'm gonna be able to make more memories. Um, yeah, I just wanted my life back. That's so that's powerful, actually. Yeah. yeah. So like during that time, would you say like your friends knew something was wrong and trying to reach out and you just kind of like isolated yourself and pushed them away? Or what was going on with your social life back at that time? Um they didn't know why I was uh isolating myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people actually stopped talking to me because I wasn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't really message them. I was isolating myself all the time, mm-hmm. so they thought that it was personal, but it was actually me. Um, I was struggling, mm-hmm. um, and some friends um, were actually supportive, and they tried to help me. I remember one time I was FaceTiming my friend and she and I was talking to her about um how I how I'm abusing laxatives and wanna stop but I don't know how to. So she while we were FaceTiming, she told me take the laxatives and go out, bend them, and that's it. Hmm. Uh, I did that. Um and it, the next day I was so tempted to go and buy more laxatives. But I tried to stop myself because actually no, my bank account stopped me because I was I didn't have money in my bank account. Mm. Um and if I wanted to buy laxatives, I would have to ask my mom for money. Mm. And she was gonna ask me what are you gonna buy it with it. So yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. That's one of mm. like the things that had me stop buying laxatives yeah that's another thing you know not talked much about is the expense of your social life the relationships and financially too I mean it's expensive they're not cheap you know to keep up with some of the things that go along with maintaining your eating disorder as well yeah like 10 tablets if is for like um six pounds <laughs> it was quite expensive right so, I mean, personally, I'm hearing this thing, thinking, like, I'm glad your bank account didn't have enough in there for you. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just, I mean, I think, you know, people can probably relate to that. Just kind of going, like, I, I can't actually engage in this. So you were kind of forced to not do it. Exactly, exactly. So do you remember that time, like, what? you went through like emotionally and physically like just not being able to actually access the laxative I was angry um mm-hmm. it, because it, it was like an addiction mm-hmm. um when you stop it you just get angry and uh you snap you snap out at like people mm-hmm. um even the ones close to you I remember I used to get into 
arguments with my mom and my sisters, all of that, just because I stopped uh, stopped laxatives, uh, I felt like I was out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like having control isn't always a good thing. Sometimes you need to let go and like go with the waves. So, yeah, how did, how did you do that? Because it sounds like you were out of treatment at that point when you stopped. Yeah. Um, I think, I like I said, I told my mom about it and she, like, she hid them from me and I stopped weighing myself even, even though I, like, most of my, my trousers couldn't fit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, these were like back then. I was so tempted to relapse. I had really strong urges, but um, my mom told me that I can buy new trousers. I can we can go shopping together. So that that was some like it was good to have someone supporting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like your mom was really great and I'm glad you could, you know, have her there for your support and that she was open. And I think that's the other thing is there's so much shame in all this that most of the time people don't say anything to the people around them. They, like you said, just see somebody they love isolating or angry or in a bad mood and they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, she wasn't, she didn't know what was going on in the beginning and she didn't really understand um, like she didn't understand any of it, but I tried to explain it to her, and she, yeah, she she tried to to help me as much as she can. Mm-hmm. So, I I kind of want to get back to some of the things that people may not know. So, if they start, let's say somebody is listening and they're going, "Okay, I really want to stop using the laxatives, but I'm scared." Like what might they start noticing like right away in terms of like what's going to happen in their body if they stop using the laxatives? Um, For me, uh, I experienced a lot of bloating Mm -hmm. Um, um, and it was so hard to deal with it because I, whenever I looked in the mirror, I was like, I hate my body. I can't stand it. Um, but I, I tried to wear oversized clothes in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, I also experienced weight gain. Um, I wasn't weighing myself, but I could see it uh, because, like I said, I, most of my clothes didn't fit. Um, and that's mainly what, like water weight. Um, yeah, and even if it's like weight gain, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. I I know that I'm now. At, like my body is different from what it was before I got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the same way. My like the fat distribution is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I, sorry. No, go on. Uh-huh. Because I was also restricting while I was abusing the laxatives. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I gained both waterway and actual way, mm-hmm. uh, which was hard to deal with. But like I said, it's, it was temporary. Um, but yeah, I really trust the process because I, when someone told me this, I was like, no, I'm the exception. I, I'm not going to be normal again. But yeah, you're not the exception. <laughs> And I, you know, I know that this might be like a triggering thing for people hearing, you know, this and going, oh my gosh, what? I don't want to do that in a way. Um, and it's always a, a very difficult um, line to to kind of, you know, cross over into like discussing, you know, that, that that's something that happens in recovery is that your body's going to shift and change um, because, you know, you've been feeding it or starving it or doing all sorts of things to manip- try to manipulate the, how it is um, yeah. in your eating disorder. And so when you start, you know, in recovery, things are going to shift and change. And that's the scariest part, I think, for people. And to not demonize, like, however your body shifts and changes or how it ends up looking after you're recovered or in recovery. Yeah. Um, but the, it's more of the point of it's scary to see body changing, you know, to see body changes happening. It's not yeah. so much about the weight gain or however it looks. It's more of like, wow, things are shifting and changing. And that can even go for, you know, you start to have more emotions. You start to feel things more. So it's just more of everything comes up to the surface. Everything's shifting and changing. And I think if we just focus on, wow, I my body's gaining weight or my body's shifting, you know, proportions of things. Like um, if people do just focus on that part, especially when yeah. you're right in the midst of your eating disorder, when Ed is speaking to you loudly going, you may not gain weight. That's the scariest thing ever. Like that can really scare people off from wanting to stop um, any of their purging techniques or eating disorder behaviors. Yeah. I would say maybe you can make a, pros and cons list mm. uh, that uh, that really helped me because I found the in the beginning to be honest I found the pros list of like to continue abusing laxatives was like it had more points mm. than the 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 cons mm-hmm. um, but like I tried to rationalize it and see if it's gonna be good for me on the long term and yeah like the cons list started to get longer and longer (laughs) yeah it's interesting um the way you say that it's like do you think that the pros list was more your disorder talking to you like no you've got to keep using me because like all these things you're getting from me is kind of like enticing you yeah, definitely. It's like this little voice that wants me to keep doing what I'm doing. But yeah, you have to listen to your heart sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your brain, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, rationalize things. Yeah, because I think that, well, obviously there's so many reasons why people keep the disordered behaviors going on, right? Other People have you know, fear of letting go of the eating disorder. Like you said, it was so comfortable and you didn't want to stop. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about 
uh, other people commenting on you being looking ill or looking sick. Mm. Um, a lot of the times, I like people commented on my face. They're like, "Oh, you look so tired. You look so ill. Are you okay?" And that actually kept feeding this voice in my head mm. that I had to keep do keep restricting and keep uh, using laxatives. Mm. Um, I don't really know why, but maybe because it's the voice. It's not actually me. Mm. And, and I think people will struggle with this as well. Um, yeah. So just interesting. Sometimes I hear people say that when they're told something negative about how they look, like, oh, you look so tired, you look so withdrawn, like that could be a shift in them being like, oh gosh, I, I want to get better. But for you, it sounds like it was the opposite. You're like, oh, wait. Because it's proving to me that I was um, losing weight. Ah. Um, kind of punishing myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I struggle a lot with self-esteem and confidence. Mm-hmm. And I, like, that was a kind of punishment for me. Yeah. So when people point it out, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I'm punishing myself. I'm, yeah. So just the opposite. And I know sometimes people go, wait, how does that comment, like, actually trigger you you know and I know eating disorders are very complex and confusing to people who've never had them right (laughs) the same thing when someone tells me oh you look healthy now it it triggers me like (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy how our brains work when we're deep in our eating disorders right so, yeah. and it's hard because people, you know, when I work with loved ones, they go, well, I'm just, tr-, you know, I thought I was giving them a compliment and, or I'm just trying to be helpful. And, you know, for someone with an eating disorder, like you say, hearing, oh, you look healthy can be one of the most triggering statements ever heard, right? Exactly. It sends you down a spiral, right? And um, I think only someone who's had it and who's sort of can understand that. It's like, oh, well, don't say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh. it's so hard to understand our our brain sometimes yes yeah, so for anyone listening who's never had an eating disorder like hearing comments about appearance body um what you're eating anything like that is just so triggering and so you know looking you know back now I know nobody actually meant to trigger me yeah. and I know nobody's meaning to but and it's so hard to to understand but I think what you're to your point, it's just it, you took everything in um, in that state, in that when you were really in the illness, and just kind of used it as motivation or justification to continue on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, try not to make any comments on our physical appearance, uh, especially when we're in recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it took it takes a lot of courage to to actually commit to recovery and to give up all of this like the the this cycle the um, binging like I at some point I was binging Mm -hmm. um I wouldn't say I had a 
binge eating disorder. I think it's more of extreme hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really hard this during this time. Right. So uh, yeah, and I think that's another difficult thing for people to understand too. Maybe who haven't experienced it, like going from the stage of maybe when you're really diagnosed with the anorexia nervosa of really, you know, restricting and then kind of doing more behaviors that, you know, you were purging with the laxatives for bulimia nervosa and then like kind of, you know, it kind of goes all over the place, right? And you like binging now what's happening here, but that's a response to the, the restriction phase where you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I need the body takes over and so I need to eat. What are you Um, doing? Yeah, exactly. It's completely normal to uh, experience extreme hunger and recovery because you've been starving your body for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now, like, your body is hungry. You just want to protect... The, your body just wants to protect its fa- itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so once you stopped therapy, did you ever go back or did you really just take this all on the last year yourself? Um, I actually started therapy again, but not for eat for, like bulimia Mm. i started therapy for borderline personality disorder Mm. Uh, and i my last session was actually last week yeah okay (laughs) yeah so i mean i applaud you because i think that's one of the hardest things in the world is to really take on such a dramatic like shift in your eating disorder like trying to stop laxatives I mean I know you had the support of your mom which sounds and some of your friends it sounds like which is really amazing that you had that support Mm -hmm. system um and so just phenomenal that you were able to stop especially tolerating all of the physical distress and changes you went through not knowing what they were going to be yeah yeah like now I know that it's worth it yeah. I also want to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to recover from laxative abuse or you really want to stop it, try to keep them out of your reach. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, I used to keep them in a, in like on a table, on my bedside table. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really close to me. Like I, yeah, I used to, it was easier to use them, mm-hmm. um, but then I started to like uh, keep them in the kitchen, so it was harder and harder for me to reach them, and mm-hmm. I have to think about it uh, a couple of times before actually using them. Um, yeah, and maybe you can try using natural substitutes. For example, for me, I started drinking um, tea. Mm. Um, it's not a solution but I think it's less damaging in the meantime yeah you can take it step by step until you you fully recover from it so like what did you start just like as you were going through that like what would you say helped you um kind of tolerate some of the physical symptoms as you were going through them? Was there anything that kind of helped you? Um, I bought new trousers, like I said. 
Mm-hmm. I started wearing oversized t-shirts. Um, I always had a hot water bottle next to me mm-hmm. um, because like, I experienced a lot of bloating uh, and I wanted something on my stomach to kind of make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So how does life look a year later for you? How's it different? I'm sorry, can you repeat again? Oh, how does your life look different like a year later after you've stopped? Like what's going mm-hmm. on for you that's different? I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm I have a perfect life now. <laughs> Nobody says <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because like I still struggle to be honest mm-hmm. um, with my body image. A lot of days I just stare at stare at myself in the mirror and <laughs> hate myself. Mm-hmm. But um I try to remind myself that um relapse is not an option anymore. Um and if I have a bad body image day I just try to do something that'll make me feel comfortable. Maybe watch a movie with my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I don't I don't pressure myself to wear for example, a tight dress or a tight t-shirt. I wear something comfortable. But yeah, I still massively struggle with my body image. Okay. Well, and uh, to be honest, like, I'm not surprised. You're so, you know, the fact that you've just been a year out of the laxative abuse and, you know, you you didn't go through formal, like, eating disorder treatment to do that on your own like that's phenomenal in and of itself it's a it's a process and as anyone listening knows going through treatment for this it's you know kind of ebbs and flows so I appreciate yeah. that you're being honest because you know I don't just want people on here going like oh my gosh my life's rosy and amazing like this is the reality of it right like there's yeah. struggles and it doesn't just wrap up like a nice yeah so yeah but you're gonna like hopefully when you feel, you fully recover, you're gonna know that um going back to this cycle is not the answer. It's not a permanent solution. Mm-hmm. Uh and you're actually tricking tricking yourself. You're not um you're not actually losing weight. <laughs> from the from the laxatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're doing more damage to your body than yeah. right because if you keep using them you know they're, they're very negative harmful consequences to your body as you were starting to notice yeah yeah um so for you I'm very glad you got off of them and it sounds like your body is functioning on its own now uh, dig- yeah. your digestive system which is great yeah, finally <laughs> yeah um you never believe that it's gonna go back to normal again Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I didn't believe uh, doctors back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's all temporary. You're gonna get your life back and your digestive system back. Everything is gonna go back to normal. Yeah, that's the hard part to to hold on to as things are yeah. difficult, right? Just trust the process and hold on. Right. And for you too, I want to like, 
you know, give you that hope too, that I know you're struggling still with, you know, body image and have those hard days, but, you know, keep moving forward for yourself too, and know that there's, it gets better the more you you work on that as well too. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, you know, you have some great content online. You have lots of great information and inspiration on Instagram. So if people do want to follow you and read more about, you know, your path and all the great things you have posted, how can they find you? Uh, my Instagram is DJ Recovers. Um, I share a lot of personal experience. Uh, no triggering, triggering details, of course. Uh, but I share some of my experience and I also I'm trying to raise as much awareness as possible um, yeah awesome and so your 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 name is kind of difficult to spell I'm not gonna lie so I will have that all in the show notes so um, make sure you head over to the website after the show to make sure you can go and click on her social media profile and follow her so she's got some great stuff out there like I said thank you so much much for your willingness to open up and share about this I know it's a very difficult thing to do and um, you know hopefully anyone out there who's been struggling with laxative use and abuse um, heard some things that can maybe inspire them to get on a different path and stop so thank you so much appreciate it thanks for having me thank you so much This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.